today we're going to talk to you about corporate prayer uh, in one way, and we're going to talk a lot about praying in other tongues, uh, but we're going to talk about praying out the future. One of the things, uh, 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 Thursday actually, I have an Acts 13 meeting coming, I have ministers coming in, and we pray together Thursday and Friday, and one of the things the Lord told me to do in that is to help people, uh, help ministers know the future and know what their next step is. But you need that if you're a business owner. I said, you need that if you're a business owner. You need that in your career. God's very practical. He cares about everything. He cares about your business. He cares about your career. He, if you're single, uh, you can pray out uh, that when you get there and when you meet them, you will know who your spouse is. If you're married, he can help you pray out things uh, about your marriage, about your future, about your children. Lord knows if you've got any children today, and, I, and I'm not, you need to be pray out to the future to protect them, to watch over them so that they can get to their destined, to their desired end. So praying out mysteries and praying out things that uh, God has for your personal life is very of the utmost importance. And a lot of people in the body of Christ don't know that that's available. And so they pray reactionary. I love to pray in advance. I love to walk up to a situation and get there and know, I've already prayed this out. Lord, what, lead me, guide me, tell me what to say, tell me what to do. Uh, bring that scripture. I know there's that scripture that I prayed on that pertains specifically to this. Bring that back to me. And then when you do it, when you speak it, it's a rhema word. It's a word from the word, but you've already prayed it out. Um, everything we have done in this church for 30 years... I've been pushed and pulled to do different things many times, to go with the trend, to go with the flow, to do it the way everybody else is doing it. But we have bucked that system. And I decided that if the Holy Ghost couldn't tell us what to do, we weren't doing it. And so everything you see, and I do mean everything, have I gotten ideas from someone? I may have gotten an idea from them, but I just didn't do their idea. We took it and prayed over it and see if the Lord wanted us to do something with it, but we've never just copied someone. Um, I, don't, I don't believe that's God's highest and best. And it's not the highest and best for your life. You're an individual. God knows your name. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He can sh and he put a plan in you when you were in your mother's womb. And the only way to be content, the only way to be successful, the only way to do it God's way is to figure out what he has for you. And you can only do that by what I'm going to talk to you about. So number one, uh, if you come on Wednesday noon prayer, and obviously a lot of you don't usually get to do that, but uh, I use these, two, these scriptures a lot, so this is where we want to start. I'm going to start in my comfort zone. So John 16, 13. John 16, 13, it says this, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Aren't you grateful? The Holy Ghost, uh, he's the one who wrote the word of God through holy men of old, and he will guide you into all truth. And so if he'll guide you into all truth, he will show you what is error. He'll show you what is not for you. Uh, there are things that uh, you can feed on today that you probably shouldn't be feeding on because of the time we're in and the, um, the weightiness of our season that we're in. He said, he will guide you into all truth for a not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that shall he speak and he will show. Amen. That word in the Amplified Classic is to declare, disclose, and transmit. 
Um, it has the idea to me of there's something secret and he knows it and he can disclose it to you. In other words, when you disclose something that's in secret, you're now made aware of it. Uh, like Pastor Rhonda said, uh, God is not hiding things from you. He has hidden things for you. It is very similar to what God did in the crucifixion, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says if the devil would have known, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. So the devil knows some things, but that shows us he don't know everything. And listen to me, the devil doesn't know everything that God has planned for you because that's the reason it's a mystery so that when you need to know it, he will reveal it to you so you can walk it out. Listen to me. I know that God has hidden things for you and your future and in 2024 and beyond that he needs to get to you, but he can't get it to you if you're not listening, if you're not positioned to hear. And this is not casual. This is not casual. This is on purpose, getting in there and believing. First of all, I got to believe something. Faith comes by knowing the will of God. Faith comes by hearing, but faith begins by knowing the will of God. And the will of God is the Holy Ghost wants to disclose some things to you. He wants to declare some things to you, and he wants to transmit some things to you. And it has to do with your future. Amen. It has to do with your future. Uh, I think Pastor Rhonda told it, uh, everything I've done, I don't, uh, 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 Jesus is my best friend. Pastor Rhonda is my second best friend. I got to get, put it in the right order. Uh, he is my best friend, the Holy Ghost. I thank God that after I got filled with the Holy Ghost, because of my situation, we became tight. He revealed his word to me. Uh, he kept me out of error. He kept me out of problems. He put me in the right place at the right time. We've always worked together. Uh, when I was in the, when I was the secretary, I'll, I'll call it like it is. I'm under the anointing. I'll keep it real. I was the secretary for Pastor Knight. I was sitting there and the Holy Ghost said two things. He said, I want you to fast lunch today and I need to talk to you. So I went in that little church and I went out to the, where the sanctuary, small sanctuary, and I began to walk around and I began to pray in tongues. And I began to pray in tongues and the Holy Ghost began to declare some things to me. He began to download some things to me, and he transmitted something to me. It caught me off guard. It caught me totally off guard. And he said to me, this time next year you'll be pastoring in another state. And it's interesting how that, what I'm talking about how the Holy Ghost, everyone in this room, mine is ministry examples, but it might be to you a business. It might be to you a witty, nifty invention that'll, that'll help you. It might be something with your family. It might, so don't limit it just to, oh, the, I, have, I have ministry examples, but God cares about your life. He cares about your business. He cares about your career. He cares about your family. He cares about the decisions you're making right now. And so for me, it's ministry examples. I have some business things too, but, but, but when he said to me, you'll pastor this time, uh, uh, next year, this time, another state. So what do we try to do? Well, we do it and we're like, okay, because it is, it's gotta be, a, it goes from here up to here. Then we mentally begin to try to figure this out. Now I lived in Illinois and Indiana was another state. And so I began to go through the Rama thing uh, contacted them and um, uh, looked for open pastorates. And I applied for four or five and was rejected 
immediately by four or five. We're not, they didn't even, they didn't, we're not interested. Single man, just out of Bible school, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, My pastor, John and Michelle Grunewald, it was an interesting situation. I I worked in one place and I went, you shouldn't do it. I I worked in one place because we were close, but I had already been involved in another church in Terre Haute, John and Michelle Grunwald, who are coming here in May, were my pastors. That's where I church I itinerated out of. They were Rama graduates. And so I'm the one that helped get Pastor Knight into that church. And so because uh, the church was a mess, he was only comfortable with me being his secretary. So I agreed to do it. And I said, I'll do that, but I got to stay in Terre Haute because I have commitments there and they're my pastors. And then, though, they left. To go to Germany. But then I thought, Indiana's another state. This is it. And the Holy Ghost said, no. And I was discouraged. I had a word. I tried to work the word. I'm helping somebody in the room right now. The reason you messed up is because you tried to do it in the natural. You've got to let the Lord, he, he reveals point A and you try to make B, C, D, E, and F, and G happen on your own, you're going to mess it up. I tried to make it happen. I, his mercy, I, you know, it hurt. I'll be wrong. It hurt a little bit. I, I didn't even get an interview. We're not interested in you. Fine. Tried to make it happen. Then we were having a leaders meeting at John and Michelle's house where Pastor JC and Kimberly live now. I could take you to their living room to the place where there's about 20 in the room. And a lady named Brenda looked at me and said, I see the Lord rolling out some cookie dough. And then there's a specific, like, you know, you make at Christmas, you make stars or whatever. She says, I see a specific thing, and he puts the cutter in, and it's very specifically made for you. So you know what? Thank God for the Holy Ghost and for help. I was like, okay, there are 49 other states. <laughs> so what do you want to do? And then that's the story of how, if you went through next steps, you know the story of how I got here. He specifically spoke to me. It's a specific place. So see, I had A, but I tried to make B, C, and D happen. Are you trying to make B, C, and D happen? So you have to, you have to evaluate that. This has a lot to do. I'm, I'm just going to share from my heart during the mornings. Um, when you think you know B, C, D, E, and F, the Lord can't talk to you because you're doing it. You think you know. It's never wrong to say, Lord, you know, uh, around here we taught you how to pray by faith. You know, you have, when you're get, receiving your healing, when you're receiving the, the things you've been redeemed, you don't need to pray if it be your will. But when it comes to your life and the future and uh, business and uh, career and family and relationships, if, I, if it be your will, it's very appropriate to pray. Lord, what is your will? And once you discern his will, then you don't have to pray, Lord, if it's because you know it. Not just from the written word, but he's spoken to your heart. You know the will of God. 
So once he told me to come here, it was no longer if it be thy will. It was, okay, how do we make it happen? So this is what I do. So uh, everybody, everybody understand that? That he will show. Everybody say, I believe, I believe. the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Will, show will show me things to come. So when it comes to your future, you don't pray reactionary. When something comes up, you ought to have it prayed out. And one of the things we like to do is the reason we go away so much is um, uh, I can tell when I'm there. The Lord instructed us, and we're not there right now again. we got to get back there, uh, to pray out two years in advance. Um, Dr. Varallo used to say it this way, prayer is the tracks you run out run on. It's like a train. And it was always appropriate in the A-frame where the train was. It was a good example. But when a train runs out of tracks, what happens? It crashes. It don't just stop. It crashes. All the cars and the engines go everywhere. And if our lives get that way in the future, I'm telling you, please listen to me. There are things coming and you're living in the last days. You don't have as much time to mess around as you used to. You don't have as much time to listen to whatever and do whatever. I'm telling you, you have to be very concentrated now because uh, you, God wants you to walk supernaturally through this. And he wants to bless you and favor is coming and all those things. But you and I have to be very attuned to the Holy Ghost. And one of the best ways to do that is pray out the mysteries. And so let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 2. Love this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue. Are you grateful you're all filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in other tongues? Amen. That is the plan of God. One of the reasons the devil fights, not the only reason, but one of the reasons he fights the hardest about this is because the devil hates it when you pray in other tongues. Why? Because he can't understand you. He knows you're talking to God and you've just bypassed him. It's not in the natural, it's, it's spirit to spirit. It's amazing, you know, how God has given us a language to speak to him. And it's not just the initial evidence, it is the initial evidence, but thank God for praying in other tongues. And why, why does the church and religion and stuff, because I was told uh, other tongues were from the devil. I wasn't just told that's no, not for you, I just told it was of the devil. And so when I got around it, it was hard for me at the beginning because is this, these people are all doing better. They're all happier. They're all this. They're all that. But, oh, that might be of the devil. But it wasn't of the devil. Thank God. It was the Holy Ghost. And it's not just a special gift for some people. So if the devil can't get you to believe it's from him, then he'll say it's not for everybody. And then if he doesn't get, well, it's, it's maybe for everybody, but it's not for you. It's for everybody but you. But aren't you grateful that you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak in other tongues? What is one of the main things is, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men. Where'd it go? He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but uh, unto God. So who are you talking to? So when you're praying, do you need it to be interpreted? No, because that's a lot of things. Other people come in our church and they say, well, your prayer meetings are out of order because the leader's up praying in tongues. Well, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to God. And it's not out of order. That's your religious teaching that's wrong. That's someone pulling scriptures out that talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It, it, you, know, uh, you know, they use those ones, um, 
Does everyone speak in tongues? And the answer is no there. Does everyone interpret? The answer is no there because it's talking about a spiritual gift. Just because you pray in tongues doesn't mean you'll ever give a tongue an interpretation. But, you know, uh, but but Paul said that I'd rather speak, you know, uh, 10 words of intelligence, you know, that people can understand than 10,000 other tongues. He's talking about preaching. If I took off in tongues right now, if we're here for an hour and I was trying to talk to you, I'd, I'd glow like a light bulb, but you wouldn't get anything out of it. That's why it's wrong. But prayer... Come on, you have something as a spirit-filled believer that a lot of people don't have. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to who? Not to men, but unto, because it's prayer. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. And so you might have heard me say this, but I really love this, and it's real revelation to me, is see, in my natural mind, I don't know everything. You don't know everything, and I don't know the future. And there's a lot of people who try to tell you what the future is and they predict the future, even some so-called prophets. But the truth of the matter is you should never rely on a prophet. You ought to rely on the word of God and the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And if you hear a prophet, it ought to bear witness with you and it ought to agree with the word of God. And it's not about sensationalism. And if they're predicting things and they never come to pass, I guess I'd quit listening if I were you. And another thing about a prophet is they ought to be first a preacher or a teacher of the word of God. If they never preach and never teach and all they do is predict, that is witchcraft. That's familiar spirits. They love to sound like God. They love to act like God, but they're not God. Come on, don't be listening to people who never preach or teach. It's nonsense. But you can pray out mysteries yourself. You can pray out mysteries yourself. Amen. You have the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be a prophet. You have the Holy Ghost and you can know the future. And when God graciously uses someone to talk to you, it's so that you can war a good warfare with a word of wisdom about the future. And listen to me, thank God for those things. But, but this is what's so important is that you and I learn that we can pray out mysteries. Come on, your future is bright. God has a path for you. And if you learn how to do this, you can miss some giants. You can miss some mountains. You can miss some traps that the devil has laid for you because the path of the righteous is blessed. Come on, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the Holy Ghost wants to use the word of God and spotlight your light, your life so that he can get you where he needs to get you. Come on, I'm going to point Z. Are you going with me? I want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, I know the devil doesn't like that, and I've been saying that for a while, and I know that he is trying, he's, he'll, he'll do anything to all of us because he can't keep us from being born again, and he can't keep us from go, uh, going to heaven now because that's where we're all going, right? But one of the things that he'll do is he'll, uh, he'll oppose you at your assignments, and it's not in this room. Most of you are not called to have a preaching and teaching thing, but you have, you have assignments. 
assignments in business, assignments in career, assignments to help, assignments uh, uh, in your family, assignments with your children. You have assignments. You have things that God has laid out for you, and you need to get to them. And do being in this room today tells me you want to get there. So we're going to get you there. We're going to, we're going to do it. And one of the things about prayer meetings is some people go to a prayer meeting and they never get to pray. But we are going to pray. Hallelujah. Um, 1 Corinthians 14. Now let's get a little more advanced. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 13 through 15. 1 Corinthians 14, 13 through 15. Wherefore, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. Wherefore, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. So I'm talking to you all. So do you pray in an unknown tongue? Do you pray in an unknown tongue? Now, I don't have time to go all the way through this. Chapter 14 goes in and out between talking personal and public. And I don't have time to go through the whole chapter because that's not my message. But don't, you got you to gotta rightly discern who he's talking to. So this is not talking about a public tongue with an interpretation. This is talking about prayer. And he goes in and out, distinguishing the two, and uh, we need to understand that. So here he said, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Verse 14. For if I pray, everybody say pray. pray. So here it says, it says speak, but then it's better translated here. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, what's happening? My spirit prays. But my understanding is what? Unfruitful. Why? Because the tongue... The inspiration comes from the Holy Ghost. So listen, I'm going to just throw this in. If you've been praying in tongues a while and you're praying the same phrase, it's time to have faith, more faith in praying in tongues. Praying in tongues, one of the things I used to do to help me with that is um, I used to, in my mom and dad's um, dining room, where she says I wore a circle around uh, in her carpet, which I think I did, because that's where I prayed, especially after they all went to bed. Sometimes, though, I would take a chair and I would pull it out for the Lord, and I would sit across from him, and I would talk to him in tongues. So that's weird. Whatever. Whatever. I had a conversation with him. And conversation is more than, how's the weather up there? What's up with that? How you doing? I mean, you can, you have li- you can limit your English language conversations. It can be very shallow. How's the weather? How are you today? It's like people at your workplace that you kind of know. But how are you doing? Good. How's the family? Good. Hope you have a good day. Thanks. You too. Don't do that with God. And one of the things in other tongues, it's a language. And it can be developed. But it's not developed with practice. It's not developed with 30 years. It's developed with faith. Proverbs, 12, I mean, Romans 12, 6 says, prophesy in the proportion to your faith. So even the things of the Spirit, everything, come on, y'all, everything has to be done by faith. And so if I pray in an unknown tongue and I want to increase the language of it or uh, flow in and out of different things, then I have to do it by faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what would you listen to? What would you study? You would study scriptures about uh, where the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Ghost. It talks about praying in other tongues. It, like this, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. I, so that's you, right? But my understanding is unfruitful. So everybody say, I pray, I pray. in unknown tongues. <laughs> my spirit prays. Okay, so I'm a, you're a prayer, right? Verse 15. 
What is it then? I will pray. Say, so sometimes people look at this and they say, well, some people will pray. I'm getting somewhere today, y'all. And I'm glad you're here and I want you to get it because I want you to, I want you to jump up a level. I want you to jump up a level in your personal prayer time, and I want us to jump up a level in our corporate time. What is it then? I will pray. That is a, I'm going to do this. Why? Because I believe I can. Because I have instruction from the word. So what is it then? I will pray in the spirit, and I will pray in the understanding also. Now, a lot of people misinterpret that because they say, because they're not uh, functional or they're not, they haven't really seen this. They say, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a little bit in tongues, and then I'm going to switch over to praying in my mind. That is not what this is talking about. How many know you should always pray the word of God? I mean, Paul has made sure we got so many epistle prayers. You can never go wrong by praying the epistle prayers. But when it comes out to pray in your future, um, you need to know how to pray in other tongues. If you're going to get to your next destination, if you're going to get there safe, if you're going to um, get where God wants you, then praying in other tongues is the vehicle that God has provided for us to get there. And it's no wonder that a lot of people, even in spirit-filled churches, spirit-filled churches don't know how to do this. Because if you're never taught how to do this, you're just always, again, reacting and responding to a situation. And God will move. And God will move. But how much better to pray it out? How much better to pray it out? So I will pray in the Spirit. Everybody say, I will. And I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. What this is talking about is not reverting to your mind, but then suddenly so you pray that you would interpret. What happens is you pray in tongues and then you begin to pray it out in your known language. I guess even Wednesday I was doing this, and I don't claim to know Spanish, but I do know a few words. And I, uh, Pastor Rhonda said that I was praying out, and I, I remember it. I remembered it later. Ayúdame. Well, I know in Spanish that I think it knows it's help me, right? So I don't know if I was asking the Lord to help me or help somebody, but help me. I, I needed to see something. It's interesting, even fun stuff, like when you pray things out, the Lord will give me phrases and things that I have to discover. He sends me on a journey. One time we were praying out, so you can do this. Everybody say, I can do this. Say, I will do this. What does it take? It takes faith. And so if you pray that you would interpret, it's not that I'm going to give a message in tongues and interpret it. That's great. But listen to me. That's as the Spirit of God wills. And really you praying about that won't change that. He either chooses you or he don't. You, there's nothing you can do to position yourself except for be filled, be obedient, and, and be available. You can't ask for that. You shouldn't ask for that. That's as he wills. Now, I don't know what you've been taught about prophecy, but you can't go around prophesying to people. Uh, you know, uh, you pray, when you prophesy, it's edification, exhortation, and comfort, the simple gift of prophecy, uh, that. But, but you may never prophesy. You may never do anything, and you've got to be okay with that. That's up to the Lord. But this, this is up to you. Are you with me? This is up to you. Are you going to pray out your future? Well, it starts with, I believe I can interpret Have y'all heard, you've heard my story, but uh, I was living on the farm with my mom and dad, and uh, I hadn't been to Bible school yet, and I, I was just learning the word, but I ran across this, and I was like, all right, because I got filled with the Holy Ghost during a song service. 
I sing praises to your name. And it was like, Shondolo And I was so excited. And I told everybody I sang in tongues. And they're like, yeah, good for you. A little more excitement, please. Um, but I got filled. And so I ran across this. And I've been singing. After that, then, I just sang in tongues. I sang in tongues all the time. Because that's how I got filled. So I was very familiar with it. It seemed good. And then I ran across this. And so I went behind the bar and I said, it says that I can sing in the spirit and sing in the understanding. And you said, pray that I would interpret. So guess what? I want to know what I'm singing to you. I want to know what I'm singing to you. Sounds good. So I went behind the barn because I wanted to be alone because I didn't want anybody to see me do this. Uh, and, and I had all the faith that I could muster, uh, but I didn't know. Nobody told me that I wasn't a psalmist and I only psalmists do this. Right? This is for everybody. He says, speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So I did it. I mean, I belted out some things because in tongues, it's, that's the easy part. I just sang in tongues and he would give me melodies. And I was like, all right, now um, I did my part. Now you do your part. And you know what? I, by faith, I stepped out and I've been doing it ever since. And you can do it. But see, the singing part is fun, but the other part is necessary. One time we were praying and we were doing something and the Lord, we prayed out, I prayed out, it's like the bridge over the River Kwai. This is a long time ago. What was it? It's like the River Kwai. And so I kept praying it and praying it. And I'm like, this is weird. And sometimes if you ever pray with me, I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I'll pray things out. I know what I'm saying, but it doesn't make sense to my brain. And then he sends me on a journey. So then we found out that there was a movie called The Bridge Over the River Kwai. So she got it. And we watched it, and we were watching it, and it was an interesting movie. It was war. It was good for me. I, I, you know, the actors were good. And then finally it got to the end, and this dude who was English had built for the Japanese this beautiful bridge. It was constructed very well. He took a lot of pride in it. But then... The English came to destroy that bridge because if the Japanese got across it, it was going to change the war. And so the English dude who was a prisoner who built the bridge saw that someone was going to blow up his bridge. And he, wouldn't, he tried to stop them from blowing up his bridge. And basically what the Lord was saying um, to us has to do with the move of God in North Alabama. He lost sight because that bridge needed destroyed. He, he, he took the wrong side because <laughs> he, he built the bridge, and it was a good bridge, and he built that bridge, and it was done well. But finally, the bridge got blown up. And I also think the Lord was saying, don't make me blow up your bridge. You're going to have to do it my way. I called you here for a purpose. And so he'll do all that, he'll do all that with your life. But... And it may just be simple things, but you can pray them out. And it's not, you're not going to get paragraphs. You're probably just going to get words, sentences, probably not paragraphs, but you'll know things. And sometimes even if you don't pray it out, let's go here. You can know. Let's go to John chapter 10. Let's go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10.
verses 3 through 5. To him the porter opens, the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. He puts forth his own sheep. He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but flee from him for they know not the voice of a stranger. So if you have me teach on being led by the spirit of God, uh, what is it? Uh, you know his voice. Are you a sheep? Yes. When did you get sheepdom? The moment you got born again. Right? Everybody say bah. Yeah, it's fun. You are sheep. Now, when it comes to prayer and being led by the Spirit of God, most people will tell you you need to learn his voice. But that would be wrong. Learning his voice comes with many trials and tribulations and mistakes. If you start there, you're going to make a lot of them. You have to be confident. Now, see, this is where people don't like this. Because I have to be confident in what the word says. And this is more about him than me. Because me is learning. Faith is trusting. And he said that I know his voice. He said I know his voice. When did I know his voice? The moment I became a sheep. Takes a preacher to talk you out of it. Takes an old saint to talk you out of it. Take somebody who doesn't know the word to talk you out of it. Well, Pastor Mark, I just believe. Well, what do you believe? Tell me. Give me scripture about what you believe. Because the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. It doesn't say nothing about learning. It says this is a knowing. Yeah, but if you, if you do that, people are going to make mistakes. People are making more mistakes the other way because they're trying they're trying. Am I saying that experience doesn't help? Oh, it, it helps, but it helps in the way of uh, I, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I'm walking by the word and not by my own understanding. So yes, with time, there is some development and knowledge. Because listen, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So the more knowledge you have, the better. But I need you to get you here right now. You know his voice. Come on, confess it with me. Say, I am his sheep. I know his voice. The voice of a stranger I will not follow. That's when you hear things and it's, it ought to be strange to you. It ought to be foreign to you. If it's not from God, it ought to jump out and slap you on the face. This is not the voice of my father. This doesn't sound like him. And I'm not talking about King James. This doesn't sound like him. This, this is not the fruit of him. And you ought to know it. You ought to know it. I know his voice. And even when someone's speaking, it ought to be the voice of God. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm an oracle of God. But, and, you, and, and no matter how hard I try, my personality gets mixed in with it some. But you ought to be able to hear clarion. You ought to be able to hear clear, this is the voice. This is, this is God. This is God talking through someone. Right? And so the same way, you know his voice. Come on, believe that with me this morning. Say, I know his voice. And, and this will set you free. And the voice of a stranger, I won't follow. Right? I'm not going to follow a strange voice. In other words, in prayer, because a lot of people get concerned. Well, if we start doing what you're saying to do, that's really stepping out there. Yeah, it's stepping out there on the word. It's, it's, not, it's not leaning to your own understanding. So I'm stepping out there believing this, that A, when I pray in the Holy Ghost, I can interpret. Yes. 
When I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm praying out mysteries. I'm talking to God and not to men. And he knows my future. And John 16, 13, he said he would show me things to come. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe it so much. Uh, many, many years ago when 9-11 happened, uh, the Lord had had me up. Uh, we lived in, uh, on 160 Freedom Way, and we had a galley kitchen, and she was asleep. I would get up in the middle of the night, and for months I would pray. I would pace in the kitchen, and I'd pray in other tongues, and I would pray things out, very specific things. I would pray things like Boston and uh, mailboxes, and uh, I remember the anthrax right after 9-11. So there's all this stuff going on, but I'll never forget it. Um, you know, and I it was a couple years ahead. I was praying out things and I couldn't understand him. And I remember Joe Morris. Some of you don't know who Joe Morris. He hasn't been here a while, but some of you do. Uh, he's a prophet and stands in the office. And I had him in the A-frame and I had him, the, I mean, I had him cornered and I, before he preached. And I usually don't do this to preachers that are about to preach. I said to him, Joe, I've been praying out some weird things and I need to know what's going on. Is anything going to happen in Boston? And he said, well, I don't think, I don't know anything about Boston, but I can tell you what's going to happen in New York. And he said, uh, and he explained some things to me, and it wasn't many months later it happened. But what was the deal? So, so when I prayed things out and 9-11 happened, I remember going in the A-frame of the sanctuary, and I walked up there kind of mad. I said, Lord, I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. Why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I've been telling you for two years. He said, you just didn't understand it. And then I look back at everything that I'd written down or everything that he said, I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. And just because you pray things out in tongues, you want to try to understand it with your mind. But just keep, keep, it, keep it, write it down. Keep a journal. And if it's God, you'll keep praying it out and out and out and out. And it'll come out in different ways and different facets. Why am I talking about this? Because the future is not known. And we as the Bakarambo, Selefene Barich, Nahan Shefed Nebaluk, John Jambedi, Voshkuri Mandai, Vila Brostele de Breste. So I have many things to tell you. I have things to warn you about personally and corporately. I have things to show you so that you can make a way as you walk through the valley and to the green pastures. I want to help you and guide you, but you must know my voice. You must know that you hear from me and you must act accordingly. Hallelujah. If you're new, that's a tongue and interpretation. That's the difference. A tongue I gave that I interpreted according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so the Holy Ghost wants us to know, amen? So everybody say, I know his voice. I know his voice. Hallelujah. Uh, let's look at this. Let's look at um, John. Um, let's see. John 14, 16. Uh, John 14, 16, 17. I will pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Are you grateful that you have the spirit of truth? The, whom the world can't receive. So how many of you know no one who is born again knows the Holy Ghost? So number, number one is once you get born again, you, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. Um, some people like to say, well, I have all the Holy Ghost there is. Well, no, that's a well that springs up to eternal life. The, the salvation is a well, but then he promised you rivers. Amen. And that's the spirit of God coming upon you. But for us, so we know him in salvation, but we also know him in baptism. Because the world can't receive him because it sees him not. They don't know him. Listen, the reason they act like they do is because they don't know him. 
You can't expect them to act like we do because they don't know him. Or do you know him? You don't know, come on, do you know about him or do you know him? Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. I know. You see the confidence there? I know him. Now, I've had people over the years call me arrogant when I preach on this. Well, you act like you know him. Well, good, I think that's what the scripture says. I'm not arrogant. I know who I am in me. But I'm not in me anymore. I'm in him. I'm in him. And he said, if I know him, then I believe I know him. But if I talk up contrary to that, all you're doing is sowing unbelief or doubt into what the scripture says. You got to say what it says. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Not you hope you're healed. Not you're going to be healed. You are healed. That is past tense. And in the same way, I know him. I know him. you got to be confident about it. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have given him, my life, until that day. Come on, he's a keeper. He'll keep you, but you got to know his voice. Come on, everything that happens, you know, don't ever say this kind of stuff. We're just having fun today. Don't say, well, I just believe whatever's meant to be is meant to be. That is so unscriptural, so ungodly. Come on, as a believer, you just said, I'm going to let the devil do what the devil does. You think you're leaving it up to God. You cannot leave up to God what he's left up to you. And you can't do what only God can do. And he said, you know him. Come on, let's be like the apostle. Say, I know in whom I have believed. I know him, right? I know him. And if I know him, then he says, because they, they don't know him. Because they see him not, they don't know him. But you know him. But you know him. But you know him. But you know him. I was, we were just in Terre Haute with Leanne Merrill, and she preached along these lines. So I, I don't want to pull her stuff because, oh, my gosh, it was so good. It was amazing. Y'all know who Leanne is? She was here. Leanne Merrill, she used to be the prayer coordinator for Sosby now. That's right. Merrill was the old one. Now she's married to Jerry. Hallelujah. And she's a Sosby, and they're in Rockwall, Texas, and they still travel. But she was preaching on this, and just greater revelation came to me about this. She because the world doesn't know him. Neither, they don't know him. But you know him. And, and if stuff is happening, you need to know. You, you need to be very comfortable in the realm of the spirit. And I think the entryway door is other tongues. Now, the word is spirit and life. Okay, I'm talking to people who know the word. So the word is number one. Always. If you don't have scripture for it, then I don't want to hear about it. Amen. If you don't have scripture, in order for something to be scriptural, you need a, and usually two or three. No, not usually. You need two or three in context for witnesses. So we don't just get to do what we want to do. We do what the word says. And it comes in tongues. The reason I'm going over this is because people can get fruity and flaky with this. But I'm tired of not dealing with this, worried about the fruity, flaky bunch. We got places we've got to go. We have got to go. We need to know the future. You know, like Pastor Rhonda said, you know, we get someplace in our life and we feel like we're in a minefield. Lord, where's the next step? Where's the next safe step? I don't want, I don't want nothing to blow up. And it's, again, not because we've done anything wrong, but because people are mean. 
The devil inspires people, save people, supposedly spirit-filled people to lie, to do things. You got to know where to put your step. If you own your own business, you ought to know this well. Because I, I believe, I like graphs and charts and market trends and I love all that stuff. That's my background. But what I've come to find out is the Holy Ghost knows the future better than anybody, better than any market trend, better than any expert. If you got something going on in your body, I know Dr. Jesus knows everything. Amen. You got to be very uh, comfortable in the realm of spirit. Everybody say, I know him. How do I know him? Because he dwells in me. How do you know things? Like I'll just use last night as an example. When I was up, I rarely get to see. I've seen a cloud. I've seen an angel. But last night, most of the time how the Lord works with me, I just know. And I sense. And when I sense that company of angels coming in, and then sometimes when I pray, there's some things of how I know. Um, my prayer language changes to a very interesting uh, thing. Um, and there are prayer, there are tongues of men and angels, but don't be all, get, don't get messed up in that. Just know that when you pray in tongues, don't try to figure it out. Are you just praying in tongues? All right. But I knew other people came to me that I trust. They saw other people um, that I know. They said right before I said it, they sensed they're spirit beings. If you're in the spirit, you ought to be able to figure it out. Now, don't get weird on me. You're not going to see one every day. And you may never, you don't have to sense them because you know the word of God says they're there. You don't even have to sense them. They're real. Sometimes the Lord will open some things up. But that's when you're in the spirit. Remember John the Revelator was in the spirit on the Lord's day. What is that? I'm just more aware of spiritual things than I am natural things. How do you get there? I know him. I know the Holy Ghost. Do you know the Holy Ghost? Are you confident? Oh, that was weak. Do you know the Holy Ghost? Are you confident that you know the Holy Ghost? Listen, he can get you out of trouble. He can lead you into prosperity. He can lead you in your relationship. He knows everything. And you know him. But you've got to be confident that you know him. Don't be squeamish about it. Don't be fake humble about it. Oh, I, I don't know if I know him as good as you. Well, that's just wrong. We all know him. I have a ministry gift and things happen, but that's not an excuse for you. <laughs> Non-ministry gift, non-fivefold is no excuse for you to just float through life. You need to know him. Come on, everybody say, I know him. I know him. I know him. Hallelujah. And I know his voice. Hallelujah. Amen. So... <laughs> John 15, 15. I'm just trying to set you up for the rest of the week. I'm, this is fun. Thank you, Lord. This is a great idea. John 15, 15. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what the Lord do, does. Doesn't know what the Lord does. He doesn't know what the Lord's doing. Come on, in life, have you ever felt like you didn't know what was going on or why it was going on? Can we, can we not live that way? When something happens, you ought to be more surprised that you don't know. It caught you off guard. You don't have to be caught off guard. Well, the Lord's going to tell me everything. Well, I can't promise you that. I can tell you he's going to tell you everything you need to know. If he told you everything, you wouldn't be able to walk by faith. 
He often starts you at point A. He lovingly shows you point Z. And then he goes quiet. And then expects you to find out what B is by knowing his voice. And then he expects you to obey. Yeah, but that's not that. Well, again, I never heard. I've read the Bible a lot. And when Robert pointed that out last night about the Lord wouldn't let them go the shortcut, I thought, okay, now that explains my entire life. (laughs) From what he showed me, I would have thought we could have done that in five years. Five years, tippy top. But obviously, I had some things to work on. (laughs) So do you, right? Amen. Don't get, my goodness, this is so easy. Don't, just don't get discouraged about what the Lord has shown you and you don't see it yet. If you're on the journey, you're on the journey, man. Just keep walking. Amen. Just keep walking. And then when you look back, it'll all have gotten done. If you really know him, if you really follow his voice, if you really do that. He said, I don't call you servants. The servant doesn't know. The servant does. So the servant mentality, yes, we serve God. We, we help on the worship team. We usher. We work in the parking lot. We work in the nursery. We serve the Lord. But um, you're, not a, just, you're not a servant. You're not a slave. You're a son and a daughter. And more than that, you're a friend. Amen. You're a friend. Now, if you really have a close buddy, if you have a friend, you really don't have any secrets. Rhonda and I don't have any secrets. We know everything. Right? We know everything. So, um, but, he, but he said, I call you friends. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. for being my friend. Being my friend. What does that qualify you? For all things that I've heard of my father, Jesus said, I would make it known to you. Woo, being friends with the Lord. As they say in the South, that's some tall cotton. Right? Come on. That's like when I came up. I wasn't being rude. I wasn't being unmannerly. I said to the Lord, I thought we were friends. And he's like, we are friends. You just didn't understand it, friend. And that makes sense because you and I don't always understand everything. But the Lord will let you know and bring it to your understanding if you'll let him. Or you can. So everybody said, I'm a friend of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. What am I talking about? I'm talking about God revealing mysteries. I'm talking about you living a life through prayer, through praying out, praying in tongues, praying in the future that you can know things. I'm trying to stimulate your faith so that you are walking out things that you've already prayed out instead of reactionary prayer. Right? Reactionary prayer ought to be for people who don't know God, that you pray for them and you get them in agreement. But you, for the, for the things of your life, you've prayed it out. Oh, man, I, I love to pray. I love to pray. I love to pray. I love to know what's coming up. Hallelujah. But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Do you love him? Yes. Then he has some things prepared for you that you don't know yet. He's been holding some things in reserve, knowing you would come into this moment. What Pastor Rhonda has been talking about, this Kairos moment uh, of this 30th anniversary is not just about a church, because you are the church. So this is about you. 
This is about you. This is about me individually. This is about us corporately. He has some things to corporately show us, but he has some things individually to show us. And individually for you, God wants to reveal them to you. Um, for God has revealed them to us. How, how do they get it? They get revealed to you by the Spirit. Do you know the Holy Ghost? Where is he going to reveal them to? Your mind? Listen to me. Yet. Yeah. I think a lot of times when we get prophesied to, when the, the Lord has to go outside. That's his mercy. Because he loves us so much, he'll try to get it to us any way he can. But the highest and the best is for you and I to walk in the Spirit. A, walk in the Word. The Lord told me one time, if my people would just walk in my Word, I wouldn't have to talk to them so much. And I know what he meant by that is if you just become a doer of the Word, a lot of, natural, a lot of regular stuff, you'll just know. And then that makes you clear to know things that are hidden for you. So the more word walkers we are, the more word doers we are, the more God reveals to us because we just know his word. And then because we know his word, there's some things that are hidden for our personal life that he needs to reveal to us. Then we're able, we're, we're ready for them. Instead of everything that we ought to just get from the word because we're doers of the word and we're having to struggle through everything. But if we, if we just do the word. And walk in the spirit, then when, when, when it comes to personal life and, and things that, that are his will, but it's not written down, but it's written down in our hearts, God wants to reveal them. God has revealed them where? To us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. The Holy Ghost knows everything about your tomorrow. How are you going to get it? You're going to have to pray it out. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep, th well, I just want to go deeper with God. I just want to go deeper with God. Well, A, be a word person. B, be a person who prays in the Holy Ghost. Third, be a person who, who you really, I know his voice. I know his voice. So I know I can pray, and I know I can pray in the spirit. I know I can pray in the understanding. I know his voice. I believe he wants to share with me the future. And it's not like you're making him do something that he don't want to do. He said he would show you things to come. And you don't have to be a prophet to get things to come. You need to know what is to come. How cool is it when you're going through life and you walk up to something and you're like, I know what to do. It's not deja vu. It is Holy Ghost telling you. You've been there before. Well, how does that happen to everyone? I don't know how it happens in the world. I'm not interested in that. I know it should, how it should happen for you. Because in the spirit, you've already been there. Amen. It's like believing for something. Listen to me. Um, uh, that $80,000 coming in for them is as good as done. I've already rejoiced. I've already danced. I've already, I'm excited about it. And when they build it, great. But I already saw it. If you get excited only when you see something, that's not faith. You, get, you should get excited before you see it. That's faith because you know God did it. And in the same way as this, you know, um, you don't have to be. The, the reason there's so much fear and worry and anxiety is because people don't know their future. Well, I know all of my future that I need to know right now. I know the end result. I'm going to live in heaven forever. I got a mansion up there. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're going? I don't plan to go tomorrow. I got too much stuff to do. So do you. Amen. God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. There are some things in your life that he wants to get to you. One more scripture and then we're going to pray. Romans 8, 
26 and 27. Romans 20. What am I talking about? Mysteries. Have it built in your faith that you can pray out mysteries. Likewise, the Spirit also, the Holy Spirit, helps our infirmities. What's an infirmity? It's a weakness. What is a weakness? I don't know what the future holds. For we know we don't know what we should pray for. We say, well, I know what I should pray for. I pray the word. Yeah, pray for the word, but then when it comes to the future, you don't know. For we ought... If we, we don't know what we pray, should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, which groaning which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. And he, the Holy Spirit, searches the hearts, knows what is in the mind of the Spirit. He that searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Verse uh, 34. Who is it that condemns? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is risen again, who even lives at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. So the greatest thing is this. Uh, my mamma used to say, if I can't get nobody else to pray for me, Jesus is praying for me. And I used to think she was weird. But that's scriptural. Aren't you glad the Lord's praying for you? How crazy good is that? The word is praying the word for you. Making intercession for you. And yet, a lot of that has to probably do about your future. And he would like to reveal it to you. 